The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today I'm joined by Andrew Stoll, designated managing broker of Stoll Real Estate. Andrew, thanks for being here, brother. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. No, thank you. Thank you. And um, all the way from Elgin. Not as bad of a trip as, uh, as you made it seem, because uh, we were out there last night, and I was telling you, it was a, it was a trip. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you have too many people that come in here that are farther out than Elgin. No, I don't think you can be, right? <laughs> it's as far as, what, is it like the Big Timber Line or something? No, the Elgin Line uh, for Metro goes out, right? Yeah. It's the last stop. Yeah. There's, so. there's three stops in Elgin. Wow. Yeah, there's three Metro stops. It's Elgin's sixth, seventh biggest city yeah. uh, in Illinois. But So there's three stops, but the... The far west side is the last one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you've been out there your whole life, right? I was born and raised in Elgin. Yeah, I moved away for a little bit. But um, yeah, mostly been there my whole life. And now you're like very involved in the community, but also, you know, wanting to bring something to uh, Elgin and also vice versa with bringing Elgin to more of the Chicago community. But talk to me a little bit about uh, how you got into real estate and yeah, just that passion for, for wanting not only to get into real estate, but in Elgin specifically? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so getting into real estate in Elgin was just default, right? Mm -hmm. But my journey was very just random, I guess. Me and me and a buddy who I still work with to this day, we just randomly one day said, let's get into real estate. And we had no background or anything. So, um, we wanted to start investing in real estate. That was my introduction. And we just raised a bunch of money. <laughs> when I oh, no way. So, like, literally, you just wanted to be investors. Yeah. We, I mean, we had no money. We had no experience. And um, what I mean by a bunch of money was, like, not a bunch <laughs> yeah, of yeah, money. Yeah, a bunch of money to you. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. But we raised enough at the time to buy a $36,000 house at the Kane County Sheriff's Auction. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. And that was back in 2014, 2015. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and so we bought that, flipped it. We made very little money. And we had such a good time investing in real estate um, with our first two or three flips that we decided to get our licenses. And that was kind of the beginning of being a broker. That's uh, it's pretty awesome. It's like, it reminded me of that uh, that country song by John Michael Montgomery sold at the Grundy County auction. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> County is also in Illinois, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's funny. Um, so that was your first taste, and so young entrepreneur. I mean, a lot of lessons learned. I'm assuming. Yeah, you know, entrepreneurship is not in my blood per se. You know, not in my family, um, and so it was it was a unique start. It was different. I learned a lot, and one thing I learned getting into real estate as an investor is, and I'm very, you know, I can be very detail oriented and you're just, you're never going to be ready to, to do something big. Mm -hmm. You know, you're never going to be ready. You can think about it, you know, analysis paralysis, they call it, you know, you can overthink it over and over and over. And I feel like that, <clears throat> that prevents a lot of people from doing things that, that they would really love, that they would enjoy and that are challenging. You know, it's, it's it's one of the biggest lessons I learned at the beginning 
And once we just put all that aside, we just said, listen, we just need to go buy a house. It's not going to be perfect. You know, all, all the, the, the research and the data, it's not going to make us ready to do it. And so, you know, after a while we just did it and then we did it again and we did it again and we learned lessons along the way. And, um, yeah, you know, then, and then I got my license in 2014. So I've been licensed for about over eight years now and yeah. been in real estate for be 10 years in May. So what, what was the impetus beside in saying, I want to go from investing to now, um, you know, helping others. Well, when you say helping others, let me, let me, pre- <laughs> let me preface this by saying that when we were investing without our license, we had to pay a real estate agent to sell our house. Oh, true. Right, right, right. And so right. when we saw those checks go through, we said, let's just get our license and that makes a lot we can sense. supplement that. Yep, yep. Um, but I will comment on that because <clears throat> getting my real estate license and building a real estate business actually increased the the quality of my personal relationships. Mm. It's really interesting because it's it, I had no other way but to make it a relationship-based business. I'm not a transactional-based business kind of guy. It's just not in me. And so once I realized that I had to build all these different relationships to build my business, it, it really enhanced my personal relationships as well. And it's really mm-hmm. interesting, the, the connection that, that exists there. That's awesome. And, and I'm sure a lot of it had to do with just your pursuit of, one, wanting to, to be successful, but also just develop yourself, right? And as you grow as an entrepreneur, as a person, all those things kind of naturally fall into place. Yeah, you know, I'm a big believer of ongoing evolution, yeah. you know, improving yourself. And, and the thing is that in, in our society and, and with technology where it's at, there's no reason to not pursue something new, new pieces of information, new knowledge. You know, when I was growing up, it was, it was, it was a lot of reading, you know, connecting with people. Um, and, you know, now... You know, it, when when we were growing up, we'd have to go to the library to look something up some, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Now you can just look it up on your phone instantly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's the, I'm always trying. And, and how that, you know, relates to my business is that it, I try to prevent being stagnant. Hmm. You know, it's it's easy to just go with something when it's working. Yeah. And but there's going to be a point where it doesn't work or somebody's going to pick up on it, you know, and, and start doing that same thing. And we always want to make sure we're trying to separate ourselves in one way or another, you know, whether it's marketing, servicing our clients, you know, just in any aspect of, of the real estate transaction. Yeah. And one of the things we had talked about, um, obviously you're, you're designated managing broker and, you know, you, you've been in the industry now a while, but the, the turnover rate, right. In, in real estate that we had spoken about and just how, how has that impacted you where, you know, as a, as a young entrepreneur, as, as a young business and, and, and getting started that, you know, the, the industry itself is, is a tough business and, and people that get in it, I mean, the chances of succeeding are against you, right, uh, in terms of the odds. But how have you kind of, what have you learned through that that's helped you shape the business, but also to start putting things in place to, 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 to help your agents, but also to retain uh, more of them as well? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I was doing my research on you and <laughs> and I was watching some previous episodes, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, uh, one, of, one of the agents you had on here, uh, he had mentioned that 50 percent 
of agents never sell a house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen that stat, but when I heard it there, you know, I was, I wasn't surprised, but I was like, that's a great stat because yeah. there's another stat that um, he had mentioned during that podcast. And this is one that I am familiar with and that's 87. Yeah. And it varies depending who you no, talk right, to. It right. could be 85, 86, but it's right in the, in the mid to high eighties, right? 87% of realtors are in and out of the industry within five years. I know it's crazy. So when you're talking about turnover, it's, it's, very high turnover. And so, and it's one thing to anticipate it if you're a big business and you know, you're a big firm and, and you know, you have that luxury of, I have hundreds and hundreds of agents. Well, yeah. Fine. That you're playing the numbers game, but when you're first starting out and you're investing in people, I'm sure it can feel a little defeating. You know, it's, and I'm not ashamed to talk about it, but you know, the real estate business, it's to a certain degree, it's, it's kind of a numbers game. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's just from the simple fact that the turnover rate is so high, no matter what you do. With that said, my turnover rate at store real estate, it's not at that 87 percent. I don't know the exact number, but it, it's definitely much lower than that. Sure, sure. And so, you know, some of the things that go into that would be pretty devastating. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I mean, you know, it's at the end of the day, you know, you hire agents. Some of them keep their license. Some of them sell one or two houses a year. Some of them don't sell a lot of house, don't sell any houses. Yeah. You know, some of them sell a good amount of houses. So th- there's a varying degree for, um, for, for agents in how they produce. When I have agents come on, one of the most important things for me as a managing broker and owner of a real estate brokerage is to give the agents the support. And what I mean by support is not just in software and tools that they can use, but really that personable guidance. Text me, call me anytime. Um, our business recently expanded to Tampa and Southeast Florida. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I have a new a newer agent down there. And he is, I, I can just tell. When, when, we, when I hire an agent, the degree to which they are involved in their own business, mm-hmm. it's, it's blatantly noticeable. You know, and so and so he messages me almost every day. Wow. And I love it. Yeah. I encourage it. And and we and we have we have screen shares, we have uh, video calls, we'll have phone calls, just text messages, everything. And it's important for him to know from my perspective that I'm here for you because especially as a small business where a larger businesses are churning out, you know, hundreds of agents are coming in and hundreds are going out every week so they can put classes together you know they can have people come in and be like you know this is what you do this is this is our training i don't have that luxury because i don't have i I don't have that those kind of people coming in um so you know to kind of land the plane here and answer your question you know it's really more of a hands-on touch i have with my agents because if every agent has a different idea of what their success is going to look like and I want to support their vision for their business. And that's what's most important about the agents that come out with me is, you know, I want to support what their vision is. Yeah. No, and it's, it's awesome that, that you, I love that you said to land the plane. <laughs> hey, you let me go. It's I just going to keep that going. Was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> um, how, how do you manage that, you know, being able to pour into them and that responsibility you take on as a leader or mentor? I mean, um, you know, designated managing broker, that, that's part of that. But then also on the other end of it, to market the brand, because 
again, you're a small uh, you know, agency, you're, you're not part of this conglomerate, you're starting this on your own. What have you been doing to market the, the brand and, and manage both, right? On one end, managing just the brand itself, but then your, your agents to find success within it. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a balance. And I think anybody that is in a position where they're growing a brand in a business, you need to, and this was hard for me, and you and, you and I talked about this earlier a little bit, but it's about learning what to do and what not to do and delegating. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, if it was up to you and I, we would do everything all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true, though. You know, and, yeah, yeah. and because but but once you once you learn how to share your vision and share your expectations with people and put them in a position to succeed the way that you would would like to succeed, mm -hmm. you know, and, and of course, they'll put their little touches on it. But if they can get the foundation of what your principles, right, you just unloaded all that off yourself. So, you know, it I, I like to stay busy. I'm you know, I like to wake up and go to sleep and everything in between. I want to accomplish something, yeah. you know, what I mean, whether that's with family, friends, business, what have you. Um, I like to stay busy and I, li I like to be productive. So, um, Delegating was one of the hardest things, but that's a huge thing for me is putting is putting good people in places to make a big impact, you know, and, and they have to be good people. Yeah. And, and, and what I mean by that is just effective. Yeah. 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 And, and again, going back to what I was saying about Helgen and just you're growing up there, but also th this passion you have for it. Where where do you see, you know, your place in the community? Where do you see real estate? Just kind of the opportunities that are there. Because um, you seem to have a very progressive uh, focus and, and, and wanting to make an impact. Elgin's, Elgin's an incredible community from a real estate perspective. The, <clears throat> excuse me, the average home sale in Elgin is low compared to a lot of areas. But there's a lot of homes there. You know, there's over 110,000 people. The, the, the diversity is incredible. Elgin is over 50% Hispanic as of a few years ago. No way. I yeah. didn't realize it was that high. Yeah. Wow. And so, um, and there's always been a really strong Laos population, Hispanic population. Um, and, and so it's a, it's a great diverse community and it's how I grew up. Yeah, um, yeah. And I love it. But for real estate purposes, it's incredible. It's a, it's a great, it's a great rental market. It's great to be a landlord. It's great to buy and sell houses. Uh, th th there's there's people that make a lot of money. There's people that make not a lot of money, and there's a lot of people in between. So, you know, th there's something for everyone, and that's why I love Elgin. You know, of course, I was born there, I was raised there, and so you know, I could have left any time. I did. <laughs> I did leave for a few years, but I, I came back, and and I'll always have real estate in Elgin, whether I live in Elgin or not. Um, but I will tell you this: Chicago and the Chicago area is. To me, one of the you know the best area in, in the world. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean the people, the the culture here, and and, and when we had talked uh, initially, and you'd mentioned bringing you know Elgin or bringing the community more so to Chicago and having that relationship, you know, what does that look like for you? What what's that relationship between what the big city is and what a suburb like Elgin or you know community city like Elgin, um, having that distance between, but. But again, like you said, being a part of this greater Chicagoland um, community. Yeah, when we were talking earlier, you know, Elgin is, you know, on, on days where traffic isn't bad, I can get from my house to the loop in 40 minutes. 
you know, and Elgin is not close. Right, right. But the thing about Chicago and a lot of major metropolitan areas is that is that you have these you have these ways to travel. You have public transportation. You know, you, you know, I have a car. You know, living in the suburbs, you don't have a car because right, you don't right. need one out here. Right. Um, but it's proximity wise, yeah, it's kind of far. But to me, it's not that far. Right. And and so and so Chicago to the suburbs, it's it. I, I feel like they're they've always been intertwined, and it's really just when I got into real estate, networking was such an important aspect of what I was doing to build my business because I didn't have a lot of money, but I had a lot of time. And I mentioned that earlier, mm-hmm. you know, so Chicago, we, I would drive out to Chicago once or twice. I take that back two to four times a month and go to investor meetups and networking events. And they were always in Chicago, you know? Really? And so the thing about the things, the thing about business in Chicago is that is that it doesn't have to just be Chicago because because people in Chicago have a strong like sensibility and and willingness to work with those around them I feel yep, like yep. and so it's it's really just an extension of the area and bringing there's not much I can say about bringing Elgin to Chicago you know it's it's like it, it, there's a little bit that gets drowned out you know coming in Chicago but I will say this having people with with the mindset of it's all one community. I mean, that's a strong that's a strong thing to have, you know. And so I've always been like I do business in Chicago. I focus on the suburbs, but you know, it's all my agents, you know, I've I've had agents in Chicago and it's just it, th- there's this give and take with this with Chicago and the suburbs. And it's an ebbs and flow to system of of, you know, with the pandemic you saw people leaving the city because everything shut down and it's like, I want more space. And, you know, the farther out you go, the more space, the less expensive it is. And then, you know, as it opens up, people now want to come back in, right? So how, how do you kind of maintain that relationship between, again, it's, it's far out there, right? But it's yeah. also not that do you market for, in the way that I see a lot of uh, suburbs doing, to appeal to, <clears throat> to, you know, city dwellers and people from the city or even businesses to move out to, to Elgin? So my my marketing really is mostly local. Okay. Like gotcha. Fox gotcha. Valley, uh, Elgin, up and down the, the Fox River there, mostly up to Barrington, uh, St. Charles, Geneva, you know, out to Shop. Beautiful Sh- area. Sh- Sh- it's gorgeous. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and they're all just very different yep. communities, you yep. know, um, which is great. So, um, but, you know, just living in the area for so long, I have tons of friends in Chicago my sister and brother-in-law live in Oak Park. My sister lives north. My other sister lives north of me. Um, so, you know, it's everything's intertwined. And like I said, I've been here for so long that I have the luxury of being connected yeah. with Chicago. Yeah. You know, I I used to be on the board for the United Way of Elgin, and so they actually merged with. Uh, United Way uh, Metro Chicago. Mm. And so that's another perfect example of this, this, you know, this entity that just merged with Chicago, like we didn't need an Elgin and a Metro Chicago. So it merged to serve the entire area. Yep, yep. So, you know, and, and that's another good example of just, I don't want to say easy, but how closely, you know, connected the suburbs are with Chicago. Yep, yep. So, what does the, the, the future look like then? I mean, here you are, 
you know, bridging this gap here, which I think is awesome, right? and I do appreciate that. Uh, but then also expanding uh, across the country, right? So, t- t- what, what, yeah, what, what, uh, what's on the horizon for 2023 and beyond? You know, it's it's like I said earlier. It's I, I do have specific goals. You know, I have weekly, monthly, annual, five-year, ten-year plans and goals. But for next year, you know, the real estate market is it's in such a precarious place. Yeah, you know, and I with 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 our expansion, with expanding our team down to Florida, and doing. I, I have a couple other entrepreneurial endeavors going on right now. Um, <laughs> that's for <laughs> a different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, my my main focus next year. It's not necessarily adding agents. It's it's increasing the quality of service that we provide our clients mm. and uh, expanding in Florida and, you know, learning that area a little more and utilizing our good agents down there to to grow down there. So when it, when it comes to when it comes to business and uh, in Chicago, you know, just the simple fact of connecting with you and doing this is these are the things I love to do, you know, um, and doing other events that are associated with community business. I mean, this is right up my alley. You know, I, I could I could talk business, entrepreneurship, you know, real estate all day, you know, and so and, and that stuff gets me excited. And I also love opportunity. Uh, you know, there's opportunity everywhere. Yep. And you're never going to find it just sitting at home. Like you, know, yep. you got to get out there. You got to talk with people and getting different perspectives, even from anybody, it doesn't matter who it is, will will spur ideas and the flow of thought. And that stuff's just so important. Very, very important. Yeah. Uh, all good stuff. And exciting, man. I, I love the, you know your pursuit of all this and what you're doing for your, your own community and just how bringing communities together and, and yeah that's what we're yeah. about so awesome stuff thank you for coming in for yeah. sharing your story thanks for having me it.